energy. Welcome to the Activated Authors Podcast, a show where we distill the core principles of what it takes to become a happy, healthy, and productive author, no matter what stage of the journey you're at. I'm your host, Daniel Wilcox. I'm an international best-selling author, as well as an author coach, speaker, and creative entrepreneur. But most importantly, I'm a lifelong student of all things productivity, psychology, and human behavior. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Without further ado, let's dive in. What is up, Activators? And welcome back to another episode of the Activated Authors Podcast. I am your co-host, Samantha Frost, and your actual host is back today, and his name is... Dan Wilcox. <laughs> Hello, how are you doing? It's so well. I know, I know. It is weird hearing other people do the intro. It's weird doing it when you're sat next to me. I don't yeah, like it. Yeah. How's it going? It's been a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going great. I'm, I'm currently exhausted and suffering with just i think my ovary is trying to kill me but other than that i'm okay a sentient ovary there's got to be a story in that somewhere i never said it was sentient i did okay <laughs> how are you it's a long story uh-huh um yeah i am i am back so uh thank you for covering for the last few weeks um it's just it's a good job you're back today because honestly I'd, I'd run out like you're the solos you're the professional i had one thing in me and, uh, and which you've heard very very good feedback from your content creation yes thank confidence. you for people that thought that was helpful i appreciate it <laughs> well you hope that every week is helpful but yeah you got a lot of um positive comments about that and people yes. that liked what it was you had to say yeah that was nice but anyway enough about me you have a story to tell i'm sure well first two things to address <clears throat> number one uh excuse if the sound quality isn't up to par this kind of goes into the story but i'm in literally in the middle of moving so behind the camera is boxes and bags and wires and all the different things that come with moving house yeah it's kind of chaos yeah and then also if i'm not wearing my activated office t- uh, t-shirt it's for two reasons number one i forgot mine and number two because it is the other story's seven year anniversary or was last week and yeah. so we went out with the hawk and cleaver guys last night had some food had a celebration drink and celebrated seven years and 10 million downloads of that podcast so that was quite nice um that's insane yeah it's like it's one of those things where like how many people would that take like, if you, there were 10 million people like they would obviously fill this room but <laughs> how much room would be left do you know like how crowded would it be in this room in this room 10 with million 10 million people, people. if you put 10 because behind people can't oh, see behind the camera but it's it's an arena it's like the royal royal albert hall yeah like it's clearly a seven thousand seat venue <laughs> so if you have the seven thousand, and then you get the additional three thousand, just kind of like as those people that are like Sorry, excuse me, can I... That's 10,000 people. That's 10,000. And but uh, we're talking 10 million. Yeah, I'm talking 10 million. That's that's, that's quite the difference. That throws a, a shoe in that picnic. Um, <laughs> oh, not a shoe in a, a picnic. A shoe in the picnic. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been off for a few weeks for health reasons. Um, so just to give people a general overview as to where I've been and why the usual programming has been a bit interrupted for the last few weeks... I essentially on, it was the 13th of March, woke up at half two in the morning, very, very short of breath and with chest pains and then uh, fell asleep because I was in that kind of like twilight fog of in and out of of sleep. And then it happened again at half four. And then at like half seven or so, I woke up like properly and just, it wasn't easy to breathe. And I had lots of chest pains and I was getting nauseous and lightheaded and and lots of different things. And I had the dog here. And um, I know that I've mentioned the, 
I've mentioned on the podcast a few times, like I don't live near too many people. So I was kind of like just alone by myself trying to figure out what to do medically. And then obviously called you and, you know, you sort of stayed with me long distance while I went to the hospital. Long story, very, very short. Um, I'm medically okay in the sense of like, it wasn't a heart attack or anything that I was kind of really worried about, but um, it, it was just stress, like very, very extreme stress from like a lot of personal stuff, life stuff, health stuff, like all kind of culminating in this very, very fun experience that I've been spending the last few weeks just peeling back from absolutely everything I'm recovering from. So I'll say on the podcast, as I've said to people in my little popping on the social on Friday, huge thank you to you for everything you've done the last few weeks, like instrumental. Big thanks to Eden and Emmy for keeping um, everything going behind the scenes with all the different sprints and stuff. Um, and just to everyone else in Activated Authors who have sent like well wishes and, you know, have given me the time and the grace to be recovering. Because I'm still like, I would say I'm probably at, optimistically 50% right now like mm. I'm still not fully there like sleep is an issue I'm still getting like very quite strong anxiety attacks and stuff that I'm, I'm working through um but yeah like it's it, it very much is yet another reminder that it doesn't matter how hard you try to push through even if you like do all the typical things that we because I was you know I was sleeping okay I was making an effort to eat well I was exercising um I was sort of trying to keep on top of like my mental space but sometimes like there's just too much happening that you do have to take that step back and go, okay, like, you know, your health is far more important than, than life. Uh, not life. <laughs> oh my God. Your health is far more important than work. work and all the other stuff. So yeah. And as I say, a big part of my stress at the minute is trying to sort out this house move, yeah, which should be fingers crossed wrapped up at the end of next week for people listening. Well, this week, people listening, we're recording the day before this goes live um, on the Sunday. And then, <laughs> I'm hoping by Friday to be officially moved. And then it's on to sorting out everything else that I've just let drop for like four weeks. So yeah. Yeah. All that to say, thank you guys for your patience for still listening. Um, I mean, we've had some cool episodes the last few weeks, obviously. Yes, thank um, God. There was a story origin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Jeff come in mm-hmm. and do accessibility. Obviously, you did the content confidence stuff. So like we've got plenty of stuff still going on. And like it's nice to, as I said, I jumped into the social on Friday for sort yeah. of. 15 minutes just to say hi to people and kind of show my face and you know there's just so much good stuff going on still that it's it's nice to see that it's still rocking and rolling yeah i'm really proud of you for taking the time i know i didn't have a choice (laughs) i know i know what you mean but but like what i mean is you could have quite easily just like you know taken a day or two and then try to push through Mm. Which is my typical stance. Which I think is a lot of people, like, as soon as you hear, like, you're not dying, you're like, okay, cool, I'll just carry on then. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's been a very... Um, scary? Scary, enlightening, strange few weeks. Um, I've said to you a few times, like, after that experience, it's very difficult to trust your own body with certain things. Yeah. Which obviously, like, doesn't help the recovery process. Um, and... Yeah, it was it was a whole like morning of me in hospital basically by myself doing all these tests and kind of I know, I know. Um but yeah, and then you know, I think one of the big big things for me at the minute is like because I've I've clearly, you know, if you track the history of me through a podcast, mm-hmm. I have moved a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And this one feels considerably different just in the sense of like I don't want to move. Like at the core of it, 
everything else was I was moving for certain reasons whereas yeah. this one it's like I'm I, I'm not moving because I want to I'm moving because I have to and there's a, a sort of a heaviness that comes with that um that I'm still trying to reconcile with but yeah like as I, as I say I'm I'm working through things things are improving and getting better um but I'm also very aware that I cannot at this point like just rush into all the things because as you say that tends to be like the approach and it's just I it's, I know that's not going to help me no so no there we go. The tale of, of Dan to be written in the two tomes. In <laughs> you the almost tombs. said tombs. And I don't like the you almost said tombs. I'm a horror writer. I don't care. <laughs> You're talking about your real life. And yeah. like, quite frankly, no tombs yet, please. Done. Dunzo. Dunzo. <laughs> so what's done. what's going on? I've got a few notes here of um, different things just to uh, address where they are. And, you know, because it's been a bit out of whack for the last few weeks. Um just to kind of just check in and, and see how things are doing. So um, for the people, and I'll, I've kind of kept in the loop of messaging people, um, the Zero to Author Masterminds will be up and running at some point in the next couple of weeks, couple of months. Um, I'm sort of in chats with the people in that program, and I'm very, very excited to start helping people bring their books out and make wonderful creations with their words. Um, the 50K Writing Camp is very much underway, and yes. uh, we've got a couple of wins from that coming up, but... Like we are day nine and people are doing fantastic so far. Too doing... well, some people, too well. Oh yeah, I've, I've got them, I've got them. No. <laughs> but yeah, that's running. So Emmy's kind of spearheading that and doing wonderful things and doing the sprints. And She's killing it. Motivating people and doing amazing things. Um, and I've got on here just to uh, keep people who are, well, just wondering about an update. The Flash Fiction February um, anthology very much in the middle of sort of come to the tail end of sorting out the initial admin yeah before we do the reading so much admin to get through before because we have to take off all the names randomize the numbers really need to work out a better process to do that yeah well it's because otherwise the problem is if we don't do that then we see who's written the story and that is not an impartial Anonymous. way yeah. to judge someone's work because like what then happens is that if you haven't heard of the name you judge it as you should judge judge any story mm-hmm. But if you have heard of the name, whether for positive or negative, your bias comes into it. And then mm-hmm. that isn't fair to people that we don't know. Yes. Like, it's really wildly unfair. Yeah. So because we we've take... obviously got a lot of stories from Act Daughters in there. And we don't mm-hmm. we don't want to play favourites. Like, we love Absolutely you guys. Not. But at the no, same it's time, not that's not fair. Always, no, it's, yeah. It's not about that. It's like, yeah. I mean, I've got seven stories in there and I've not written them yet. But, like... We, we don't do favours. Yeah, no, no. I've got 12 pen names, yes. but we don't do yeah. favours. Fam Srost. <laughs> Ow, you bastards. Are you right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, so working through Flash Fiction February <sighs> stuff, and then um, just for people who are going, in two weeks' time, less than two weeks' time now, is the London Book Fair. Oh, my and- God. And just a, a shout out that we'll be there. So if you see us now, blue t-shirts, now black t-shirts, wandering yeah. around, do feel free to stop and say hi. We are as friendly in real life as we are on here. Well, I am. Yeah, I'm not. Don't approach <laughs> me. I'm joking. Yeah. But yeah, like absolutely. It'd be awesome to see, you know, anyone who listens to the show, anyone that, you know, knows us and, and wants to say hi. So feel free to come along. We've got a few of the other activated authors coming along and, you know, being a part of it as well. So that will be a lot of fun. Um, I felt like there was something else on that, but. Hindsight, there isn't. It's been a few weeks. Hindsight's 2020. 2020 was three years ago. What is your key takeaway for this week? 
I don't have one. Cool, me neither. Straight into <laughs> wins from the community. So we have a list of wins this week because uh, it's been <laughs> again like a bit of a random few weeks. So I've just <gasps> taken a bunch from. I've our... been doing wins. Oh, fantastic. Apart from last week, because I I I didn't appear on the podcast last week. Yes, I've. It was me, even though it wasn't me. Yeah. It was me from yonder. Yeah. From, from your, your from from way yonder your from way yonder your yeah I yeah. why I but while I've been here I've been doing wins sweet yeah just saying you're acting like the podcast has crashed and burned I of its format I do not think that at that's all. well <laughs> you you saying you've gathered up a few for the last five, few weeks boom. no so, high five wins from this week. <laughs> <laughs> so uh let me just read the list through here so emmy has planned her quarter two goals which is very very exciting carla typed to the end on the first draft of her steampunk level nice which is huge but did she work... get to the end oh that's a different question isn't it because i could do that in chapter one the end mate anyone could do that holy shit so when people say they've written that last chapter have they just written the end yeah also every chapter is the last chapter until you put another chapter in oh i'm not enjoying this sorry carla well done <laughs> <laughs> His is already 46,000 words into April's 50,000 word writing camp. So and I'm really happy for them. So that's nine days into the challenge and they've already very nearly completed the challenge. It's huge. It's great. Well done. Big, big, big one. Not that the others aren't big, but I am like so, so proud. Pan published his first book. Yeah. So The Life of Fire is now out on all good Amazon good stores mm. all over the place. Life of Fire, Panagiotis Dimitri. Yeah. Um, and... Like, I got my hard copy through uh, Friday, and it is beautiful. Same things. Like, it is beautiful. And, like, it's just a testament to, like, you know, Pan's dedication, like, how hard he's worked for, like, I think 12 years now on this book. Yeah, he's put um, so much work in. The design work, the branding, just everything. It's just, like, textbook. It's yeah. awesome. And I would say, like, if if you're wanting to kind of look at what you can do with your Amazon page to make it look professional... Yes. Go check out his Amazon page because it's beautiful. Also, yes. I would just like to highlight the faz, faz, the faz. fact that I am genuinely proud of you, kids. I'm just a little bit annoyed <laughs> because it's pretty obvious at this point that you're going to beat my record. And I'm eleven days. My my record is eleven days. Eleven days. So they're definitely going to do it in ten, and I'm a bit salty about it. Well, still time. I am not <laughs> November. November, I will be first drafting a new novel. Uh-huh. And then I will take them down. Hard. Just right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, so the, as you say, like even, even Pan's Amazon page, like, it's the A+. It's gorgeous. The A-plus content marketing um, stuff is just <clears throat> on fleek. Is that still a thing people say? No, it hasn't been for a while. Well, I'm bringing think. it back. Like that day I tried to bring the yo-yo back in year six and it went very well because at least one person did, which brought the average up by a big percent. Yep, well done. <laughs> and the final win, MEG has a home. Is she in now? Yeah, it looks oh, like amazing. it. amazing. From what I've seen on Slack, yeah. Very, very just settled. So yeah, there's a whole story behind that. But just if you listen to this, Emmy, we're very happy for you. Yes. Boom. Into today's topic. Mm. Look, you've been off three weeks. Pull your weight. You say it. I'm having a vape. Right. So today's topic is remember your readers. Um, and so <laughs> this comes from many, many different angles. One of them specifically just a thing that I've been thinking about for the last few weeks um, during recovery stuff and, you know, trying to sort out my own writing business and everything else like that. Um, but 
I I don't know how to, where to start on this. Essentially, um, I'm not sure what the beginning point is, but let me just babble for a bit and then I'll find it because Let's that tends it. to be the way that I do it. it is, yeah. So, the reason for this topic is that I see increasingly a microphone. oh yeah, there's a microphone on there, so oh, I shouldn't hit okay. the thing near the microphone. Um, <laughs> is that helpful? <laughs> no, it's not helpful. So over the over the last how many years have I been an author now? Uh, 2015, you started, didn't you? 2014, technically. So nine years. Um, there are there are two components to being an author, really, if you want to make it in like the author biz. And the two big components while you're working on your books are number one, trying to find your readers, and number two, learning the craft. Yeah. Like sort of if you look at the big bubble things of how to improve and develop and grow what is your your author business. Yeah, because marketing goes all into finding your readers and all that kind of stuff, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And one thing that we've touched on a few times, um, that I'm just for whatever reason thinking about more and more um these days is the fact that i see a lot of authors particularly indie authors speak very much in a language to their readers that is a language that you would speak to other authors mm -hmm. so i showed you a there was like a meme that i saw earlier that was like a reader saying to an author how big is your book and the author goes eighty two thousand words and they basically like slap them and go i said how many like how big is your book how many, how many pages? pages yeah because and i've i've definitely suffered from this early on but like we, while we're learning to write, we spend a lot of time with other writers because that's how you learn the craft. And, you know, you have those conversations like I can speak to you about books. I can speak to Luke about books. I can speak to activated authors about, you know, ideas and what it takes to write a book and be the writer. Mm -hmm. But then because you spend so much time talking from writer to writer. Or it, listening to podcasts. Or listening to that, podcasts. people talking. Like this, exactly. Whatever, yeah. It's very easy to forget that your readers are just not privy to those, that con those conversations, that information um and very much aren't interested in the same things that you are in the mm. sense of like how you sell your book and things so just as a very quick example like one thing that I've come to realize re uh, recently is I've read a lot of novellas that don't say novella on them yeah and yet for however many years I've been putting novella on my book because I felt like I'd be shortchanging a reader from an experience by giving them too short a work even though novellas can be you know a fair you know 100 pages or yeah or so and so it is, it is something that I've seen a lot of where lots of indie authors spend more time focusing on being able to reach other authors than they do their own readers and speak in the dialect of their own readers because your readers really are or should be the life raft of your entire business. You know, it's, Well, you would think. you think so. Like, you're writing the book to reach the readers. You're mm -hmm. writing the book to potentially, you know, get money from the readers and to give them an awesome experience. And more often than not other writers that you're speaking to aren't the type of people that will you know read your book and put that time in but also you know i i speak from a position of horror which is obviously much more niche but like loads of people i speak to in in sort of this bubble of activated authors and you know the indie sphere tends to not be horror authors um and so it was just one of those things that i wanted to touch on of you know trying to remember that the reader should be the heart of you, the heart of your books, your heart of your business, the heart of your conversation, and just to not forget them in that equation. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you've got anything to... Well, yeah, because I, I think a lot of, um, again, if we're talking um, indie authors in particular, um, a lot of the time we will have, like, at least one, if not 12, side hustles, because at least in the beginning, you know, you can't rely on one book to pay your mortgage or your rent in life situation um let alone you know a lifestyle so you end up e either like you know you're in a day job and you're 
writing on the side or you are writing and say you're doing author services or you're doing like mm. audio books or whatever the other things you're doing to like bring in revenue so you can survive um but a lot of the time because obviously your skill set is a writer that those other things are going to be around the kind of author mm. writer sphere and so that then can compound the problem because it's almost like it becomes Ouroboros what's it called yeah Ouroboros yeah it becomes this like small niche of people that are all trying to you know like sell their books and go full-time if that's what they want but they tend to they're all targeting each other mm -hmm. and forgetting that like readers aren't looking for author services readers aren't looking for all of this and obviously because you're in this circle and in this bubble like you say language permeates and the way you think of things permeates and then that can be quite not necessarily alienating to readers but it's certainly not inviting mm. um and i think it's very important to diversify income if you are going to be like self-employed or run your own business yes. but you're you're not going to get that income you're not going to get readers if you don't go for readers so like by all means have your you know your your posse your group of writer friends that you work with um that Support, you collab with all of that yeah. stuff it's kind of essential community yeah but remember that you have to go after your readers if you want to make any money mm. on books ever um so yeah I, I do think sometimes it becomes it's so easy to forget because being in like a bubble with other writers is amazing especially because most people when you talk about writing don't know what you're talking about I mean that tells you everything you need to know about how to communicate with readers yes um so when you find a group of people that understand like the struggles and you know all the different things you tend to start to talk more comfortably and more openly in that kind of language you know each profession has its own language mm. right yeah so you, you start to speak like that, but then you forget because you know those words and usually the people you surround yourself with do, that when you're speaking to readers or other people that aren't writers, they don't know what you're talking about. Mm. And I still don't know where the dolphin spocket goes. <laughs> it goes still. in the dolphin. <laughs> I don't even know if that'll be picked up on the uh, microphone because Zoom's got its own little filter thing. If it didn't come through, I tried to make a dolphin sound in my mouth and Sam thought I farted. So, but yeah, we, I, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's finding a balance of everything because obviously when you're, I'm just going to push through. Obviously when you're trying to learn the craft, as we say, it's very useful to have a community of other authors around you that mm -hmm. do know the struggle that do speak that language because really they are the wind beneath your wings they are the sails that keep you you know writing and they're your bet middlers they're your bet middlers um and there, there is a a real urge from uh, i'm loath to say new writers because it's even in you know experienced writers who are obviously still working on the craft there's yeah. a real um want to get it right mm -hmm. so i've had conversations with activated authors where it's like you know maybe perhaps the average page count or word count for a particular genre is 40,000, 50,000, 60,000. That doesn't mean it has to be. And it doesn't mean that, you know, if you've written a, a like, let's talk horror for a minute, like horror novels tend to be between sort of 60 and 90K. Novellas do very, very well in horror. And like, I've written shorter works that have been some of my 
most well sold works and you know there's not there's not a right to have when it comes to writing a book and so you know having having those conversations with authors having those people behind you is helpful but yeah do remember your readers and i do think as well that there's there's almost a sense of procrastination and almost fear mm. in it's easier to talk to someone person to person about oh, how to write a book Absolutely. but putting a book to a reader and trying to cultivate a relationship with a reader like a lot of the questions i get often are you know, what do I put in my newsletter? What do I put on social media? What is it yeah. that a reader's going to want to see from me? And so, as I say, it's easier to go to like other people and be like, here's me writing a book. Other writers will get this. Yeah. But how do you, how do you do that with a reader? And, you know, that is something that is a bit more difficult. It does take a bit more time, but it's very, very rewarding when it happens. Like, I love the fact that in one of my um, newsletters I sent out a couple of months ago, I mentioned that I've got like a few close friends reading The Nowhere Line. Mm-hmm. And I've had about five or six people message me and just be like, I really want to read it, please. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's it'll, it, it's, it's a coming. It's, yeah, it's, it's a coming. Um, but yeah, like it really, you know, readers should be the heart of everything that you do. And I'm just more and more conscious of a bubble that I see of, you know, people promoting each other's books and, and going around and I'm not going to like name names or push in any particular direction because you know it's it's all over the place and you know I've I've done it before too like I'm still kind of doing it in some way but as I say it's finding that balance of mm. remembering that it's your readers that you're trying to get with your fiction I mean obviously it's slightly different if you're writing non-fiction for authors because yeah obviously yeah but it's knowing your why it's knowing your audience it's going back to the other episodes that we've done and all of this stuff and kind of just working out what your business is mm-hmm. um and just remembering who you are in it all and the uniqueness of what you can bring rather than, you know, this, as I say, this fear of getting things wrong, let's say. And with that, a lot of the time comes, you know, there's the there's the old saying, like, fake it till you make it kind of thing. Yeah, I did. Yeah, well, I, it's, it's completely natural. But I think a lot of the time, especially like in the indie space, there are like a few prominent names you know that people know of mm-hmm. and look up to mm-hmm. um and take advice from and like writing advice and craft advice and all the rest of it and like it's solid and you absolutely should go out and like you know do your own research mm-hmm. find that all of this is important but those people already exist yeah and trying to emulate somebody that is already well just anybody really particularly trying to it, it would be like me so my favorite singer was Christina Aguilera she's incredible <laughs> um I mean I would obviously have to be able to have the range and the pipes of her to to hey, emulate her she is beautiful no matter what you say I'm not I'm not, I'm not I don't I don't appreciate the tone um but say that I have the range that she has it would be like me singing in her style yeah like no, no one wants to hear that because there's already Christina Aguilera. So, like, it's the same with books. No one wants to, like, read someone pretending to be Neil Gaiman, mm-hmm. for example, because Neil Gaiman exists. Yeah. So it is, I think it is important to, like, find your own voice, not just as a writer, mm-hmm. but as in, like, the words in the book, but it's important to find your own voice just as who you are yeah um it is like I think it's very intimidating particularly for a lot of writers because from what I've seen a lot of writers are introverts and so that can be quite painful 
to like find your own voice and you know put yourself out there in whatever way that is and I'm not saying it has to be like you dancing on TikTok like a mailing list has your voice not just your writer's voice but who you are as a voice and all the rest of it and it can be so easy to like put a mask on or like emulate somebody else but again those people already exist so it is just about finding what works for you yeah what you connect with most Mm mm-hmm yeah, and as I say, like a big one for me is just the language yeah. in which people speak to readers. Um, like just as a perfect example as well, like most readers won't know what an ARC theme is. Mm-mm. So if you're looking for ARC readers, maybe try a different bit of language and say like early review copies or, you know, something that's a bit more on the nose for people who aren't familiar with that language. Yeah. And you can then bring on board and, you know, we'll be more excited for what it is you've got to offer because if you're putting up posts saying like, arc readers wanted or street team that's another thing or, i didn't know what or, that meant for the longest time yeah like campaigning out on the cobbles like well that, that's what i thought yeah, and yeah. i was very confused um and if there is someone that's listening that's kind of brand new that doesn't know what arc or street team are, so an arc reader is someone that gets your book before it is released so they can read it um and in like it, it's kind of like a transaction mm-hmm. relationship. So they get the book early and they don't have to pay for it. It's free. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they leave a review, which should be honest. Yes. Um, so that when your book is released on day one, say you've got two or three reviews that go with it, it helps um, like the algorithms on Amazon and things like that. Yeah. And also it's always good to have like reviews because, you know, they really do help sell it's, yeah, anything. Legitimization of, yeah. of your story and yeah, your book. Yeah. And then a street team um, is confusingly named. It's basically just people that are like friends. I was about to say family then. Friends and fans, supporters that on like the day that you release it, just shout about it Mm -hmm. um, and will like try and like they'll share posts and they'll help promote it and all the rest of it. And it's just it's creating a little kind of atmosphere around you, like a little entourage of people that want to help. but it doesn't involve actually going onto the street. I mean, I guess you could if yeah. you wanted to. Yeah. But it, it's that thing of like, I, there's still so much language that I hear that I'm like, what is that? Mm-hmm. And if I've been, oh God, it's been two years now. Um, If I've been doing this ish for like two years and I still don't know what half this shit is, <laughs> like, you can't expect Nora to get it. Yeah. She like Nora's she's busy. She's mm. doing two jobs. One of them's working for the NHS and the other's pushing trollers at Sainsbury's because the government's shit. Sorry, yeah. carry on. I'll stop now. No, no. And I mean the other thing to remember as well is like most of the time if you are asking readers to get involved and do something for you for free, like the advanced reading, all that kind of stuff, like you have to come prepared with a level of having some kind of empathy for your readers <laughs> and their lives and you know, the fact that they're giving you their time. And I will, I will often, you know, do recruitment drives for new readers for reviews because you can, you can give your book to forty people and you're probably going to get fifteen reviews. Like, if you're lucky, that is, um, that's a good old turnaround. Yeah, yeah, like you know, and over time you cultivate that and you keep the people that are interested. You get rid of the, the time wasters and all that kind of stuff. But like, you can't, you, you have to remember that these are people, and rather than treating them like just you know face destroyed, they're going to do your thing. There are people on the other side of. Um, the computer whichever method you're using to communicate them who have their lives who wants to help you and have that intention um and you know you, you treat them like people rather than they're not and i think that's really the heart of how to connect with your readers so i say like you know if you're sending a newsletter once a month that's fine if you don't know what to talk about 
like you know talk about how your writing's going talk mm-hmm. about something to do with your lives like one of um my favorite sections from one of our activated authors is faye trask in their newsletters does pup dates mm-hmm. it's like a little section about her dog Bo. and i think stuff like that's really cool because it just creates that human connection with your readers so that yeah. when they read your book they associate that with who that you are and then when you've got future books coming out they can be like oh i like this person yeah like i loved um oh it's gonna be really bad now because his name has totally set my mind but um uh michael something he's like a now if if i remember i'll pop it into the show notes it's really bad that i can't right now um but he is an amish man who is killing it on patreon and i love his newsletter so much because it's him in the only place where he's got electricity, which is his shed at the bottom of the garden, <laughs> talking about like his farming and like the other stuff that goes on in his life and like, you know, birthdays and all this and that. And like, you just get to see a glimpse into like a real author's life. Mm-hmm. And if you think your life isn't interesting, you're wrong. Like, yeah, there's something, true. there's something in your life that is interesting that people want to, you know, get involved with. Like, you know, if you're a romance author that loves Lego, mm-hmm. like mention your Lego fetish and. <laughs> wrong word i know but like we went from love to a very different in a very different direction real I've, quick i've seen some really weird medical scans um <laughs> i can't get the minifigure out of me but help if you are a sci-fi author who loves baking like you can talk about the baking you can talk about this kind of stuff like really just accentuate who you are mm-hmm. to your readers so they get to know you and then in turn they start to reach out and i will say as well like something that i think a lot of people don't realize is that you don't get half as much fan mail as you think but it, it sounds like you get like oh yeah you, get, you, you do get like so i'll get like emails from readers like a few a month saying that they've read books they like different things that i've done but, like it's never like swathes and waves of things because you know not everyone has that um impetus to sit there and be like i'm gonna send an email because like think of yourself sitting and sending an email to like the author of a book that you, you've read like the author would love to see it and you know when those emails come through it's awesome but have you ever like is that a thing yeah. so yeah there's just a lot of understanding the people who are, are, are oh my god who are reading your book yeah um and i say just remembering that at the heart of things as well and that there's two sides to that author journey well yeah because i think one so one of my favorite things you don't really get it so much anymore now like everything's streaming and stuff but one of my favorite things um on dvds was to watch the extras Mm. the behind the scenes and i didn't watch the behind the scenes because i wanted to know like how many words were in the screenplay or what particular camera they were using or anything like that i wanted to see them make the film i wanted to know the stories of Mm -hmm. how like you know how did they manage that shot and like who was the one that they always had to run to the trailer to get and what were the inside jokes and Mm -hmm. that's that gives extra um depth and love to the then the film that i'm watching so lord of the rings for example is a yeah like i absolutely adore the extras um on that and watching it and seeing the relationship of the actors grow yeah, yeah, yeah. and also then you know being taken into the workshop and seeing all the different models they made oh. and all of that kind of stuff it is it's gorgeous but like at no point in in any of those like behind the scenes documentaries do they speak to me like i'm a filmmaker yeah, yeah. or like i understand what kind of like poxy resin they used for you know this thing because <laughs> number one like i don't understand any of that and because i don't it's not interesting mm-hmm. so like you talking about you know talk about your life like no one wants to know like 
someone that isn't a writer does not want to know how the sausage is made. No. They want to read the book and they want to fall in love with it and you. Mm-hmm. Just and, that simple. Yeah, and that's how you do it, is by sharing mm-hmm. who you are as opposed to, like, you know, everyone being a, a writing guru or, mm. or or whatever. And even if you've not yet published a book, you can still track that journey online mm-hmm. for readers to get excited about your book and, like, build Pan. that buzz. Look at Pan. Pan. Pan's done it, like, did it when, you know, worked with Faye. with people. Like, yeah, before absolutely. Before it was released. Yeah, there are there are many ways to start building an audience before you've, you know, really released that first book. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say uh, an amazing book that is very, very helpful with that kind of attitude and ethos is Austin Cleon's um, Show Your Work which Mm. is very much all about showing the behind the scenes and how that benefits people and the kind of stuff that you can do. It's quite a small, quick read, but it's, it's a very, very good book for that. Um, But yeah, remember your readers. Yeah. Remember your readers. They are after all the people you're trying to reach, I hope. Yeah. Um, But yeah, yeah. Just, just something has been. Don't be an Ouroboros. Don't be an Ouroboros. You tailly and snakes. Well, I think that about wraps us up for this week. Uh, it's good to be back. Mm. <laughs> I'm so glad to be back. Yes, um, Sam is in quite a lot of physical pain right now for people who are watching on YouTube. So we will start to wrap this up. You're, she's fine. Mm. We're all fine. Everything's, Everything's fine. fine. I don't know why I came out so <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, so we'll wrap this up by saying, again, just once again, like a huge thank you to Emmy and Eden uh, for everything you, you, you guys are doing. Thank you to you for the last few weeks as well. Um, and yeah, it will be, I think, there'll still be some kind of like ramping up to get back into the regular swing of things yeah. and scheduling and whatnot, but like hoping to be back on these on the regular now. So yeah, yeah back on my own podcast who would have thought it <laughs> so we'll say a massive thank you to you the listeners for tuning in we appreciate you and the time you choose to spend with us each and every week and as always if you're looking to level up your writing and activate your author career head on over to activateyourauthors.com to find out about everything we've got going on one more time from myself and from sam we will see you next week goodbye <laughs> what <laughs> activate your energy thanks for listening to the activated authors podcast If you're ready to unlock your true potential and activate your author career, then head on over to www.activatedauthors.com to find out more.